Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Episode 9 of Say Why to Drugs with me, Dr. Susie Gage. Thank you very much for downloading this episode. This is the first in a two-parter about two types of new psychoactive substances, also sometimes called legal highs. In this episode, rapper Scroobius Pip and I discuss synthetic cannabinoids. After setting the scene with a little discussion about what's meant by the term new psychoactive substances. Synthetic cannabinoids are often known by brand names such as spice and are generally a chemical that's sprayed onto some sort of dried plant. So here it is, Pip and I say why to synthetic cannabinoids. Say why to drugs with Dr. Susie Gage. Cool. Right, so the next two podcasts are kind of um, a two-parter, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And they both, the, both the substances that we're going to be talking about sort of fall under the heading of new psychoactive substances. Right. But it's not really a very helpful heading. So I'll start off with an unhelpful <laughs> heading. Sorry about that. So new psychoactive substances is a legal definition. And it usually refers to substances sort of newly synthesised or... Ones that are emerging but weren't controlled by the United Nations conventions. Right. So, but it doesn't have to be drugs that were just made recently. It could be drugs that have been made sort of decades ago, but um, only recently become sort of popular street drugs, I suppose. Yes. Um, and then there are potentially sort of industrial chemicals or even... Uh, substances that have been developed for sort of neuroscientific uh, reasons um, that then become used as recreational drugs sort of after that as a sort of byproduct. Yeah. So all of these things would would be classed as new psychoactive substances. Um, And they're also what used to be termed legal highs. Yeah. But since the psychoactive substances bill, they're sort of not really legal anymore. anymore yeah so probably we need a kind of a new a new term for these drugs and and also they probably need to be split into more than one category which is why we're doing this as a two-parter again it is it's it's such a common term but such a vague term yeah it's 
there's such a wide range of what these things are and when they're particularly when it went from because originally my thought originally my knowledge of legal highs was where people would hear that this particular thing oh you can smoke that or you can do this or snort it or whatever else mm. then the era came when those things were then being packaged as legal highs essentially or they were being packaged as you're going to use them as incense or whatever else it's claiming but the the, the reality is they're packaged in bright colors with cool yep. names yep. to yep. be look this is a legal high so it's even that in its time has had a, a, a progression, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the key things about new psychoactive substances is that they're not necessarily new and they're not necessarily trying to synthesise the same substance. Yeah. But in this first part of this episode, or first episode of this two-parter, we're going to focus on synthetic cannabinoids, which are also sometimes called synthetic cannabinoid receptor agonists. Right. And so this is things like Spice and K2, Joker, Black Mamba, Cowboy, Kush, Chronic. They've all got generic brand names um, that are sort of dependent on geography and culture. um, And there are probably quite a few different synthetic cannabinoids out there, but they're all trying to mimic... THC, so it's one of the of sort of the main active ingredient in cannabis, and the one that gives you the sort of high intense feeling that you mm-hmm. get from it's, using cannabis. It's fascinating because they're all brand names or whatever else under these ridiculous t- 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 titles, but m- most of the people taking it don't even know what they are. Again, it's it's weird because yeah. I saw. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that 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 we were discussing this. But, because I saw some cop program on Sky One or something late at night, and there was a lot about this, about mm. the, the dangers of the legal highs, and there was people on there who looked terribly, like like the physical effects were mm. awful kind of thing. It's like you'd look and think, oh, this is clearly um, a heroin issue or something like that, and it's like, no, they're into this small packet of stuff that they buy at their local yeah, shop. Yeah. So these kind of synthesised chemicals are usually dissolved in acetone and then sprayed onto sort of herbal substrate, so like dried plants basically, Mm. so that you can smoke them. And uh, sometimes they're also flavoured as well to reduce the kind of chemically taste. So once they've been dried out, they can be packaged and then you can roll it into a joint with or without tobacco and kind of smoke it like you would smoke cannabis. Some of them have also been formulated for use in sort of electronic cigarette kind of devices. Wow, um, yeah. And there are some case reports as well of, of people sort of, of injecting these right. synthetic cannabinoids as Jeez. well. So far, this has only really been in people, existing, people who already um, inject drugs. Right, okay. So there are potentially hundreds of slightly different compounds available or brands, uh, if not thousands, Um and they were originally developed as a scientific tool, so um, to be trying to use to treat various conditions where it's looked like cannabinoids, the endocannabinoid system might be involved. Um, so perhaps some of the things that we talked about in the in the cannabis episode. Yeah. Um, but they, some of them are now developed specifically for recreational purposes. After right. sort of the initial ones that were developed for clinical use, sort of got started being used recreationally then people realized oh well we could we could tweak this and make and make different ones 
So what do you think the appeal of synthetic cannabinoids are? Um, I mean, this, quite bluntly and stupidly, it's the legal part of legal highs. It's seen as a legal thing and therefore, again, ignorantly seen as safer and seen as a safe option or a safe choice. And I, I get that that's a simple jump to make, but it's also a ridiculous jump to make. It's legal to... in. <sighs> inhale exhaust fumes but it will kill you <laughs> if you do it in an enclosed situation it's like that doesn't mean it's safe just because it's legal if it's something as you said that initially and obviously it's changed now but initially they weren't made for recreational use therefore yeah, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of poison that you like bleach is legal don't don't go down <laughs> bleach it won't do good things but I think I think it's it's perfectly reasonable or not necessarily reasonable but unsurprising that people thought well, it's a, a legal version of cannabis, and if it's a legal version of cannabis, then of course it's, it's going to be safer than cannabis. Version. Yeah, compl- oh, compl- mm. c- completely understand the, yeah. that mindset. It's just that thing that as soon as you you look into it even marginally deeper, it's like, oh no, Hang it's, on a minute. It's, yeah. it's you should probably b- be smoking cannabis instead. <laughs> yeah, well, I think in it's also it's been relatively cheap. Um, yeah, before easier to get definitely. hold of than cannabis for some people. This is more of an issue in, in the US than here, but also it didn't appear on screens, forensic screens, though, for people in the armed forces, right. for people in prison. And even in the USA, for, for kids doing sports at school, they get drug screened quite frequently. Yeah, yeah. And so if you can take a substance that you want to take that won't show up on these screens, that's more appealing isn't than gonna come up on your more testing, traditional yeah. drugs that are screened for yeah so yeah. If, if 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 in theory it's the same effect but not but but not popping on your test then yeah that's yeah, yeah i get that and it, i mean it has been described as synthetic cannabis yeah which even more makes you think oh well it's just like a, a legal version of cannabis yeah but it's sort of qualitatively and pharmaco- pharmacologically different to cannabis right. so it's not really helpful to discuss um synthetic cannabinoids as synthetic cannabis because it's sort of a dis- a distinct group of drugs. Yeah. Um, and some some sort of uh, people who work in in with with drug users are reporting that actually people are now turning up straight away using synthetic cannabinoids, having not gone through using herbal cannabis at all. Yeah. Again, the appeal of it being a legal version, I can completely say that a lot of people have jumped straight straight to that because yeah. it's it will be seen as. As a, a, a less dangerous, a more acceptable yeah. ch- a tr- a choice. I don't want to break the law, but, you know. But, I, yeah, I I've heard that cannabis this. is fun, yeah. so this is a legal version, so yeah. great. But perhaps not so great. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there are potentially thousands of these, but in the UK it tends to be a small number of them have been around. Um, and the, even though the Psychoactive Substances Bill has been brought in. Um, the uh, Council for the Misuse of Drugs, the Government Council, mm-hmm. is actually thinking about um, bringing in a control of these substances under the Misuse of Drugs Act as well. So right. meaning they might be subject to to possession offences as well, which they wouldn't be under the Psychoactive Substances sure. Act. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know very much about the sort of the law side of it, but yeah. sort of as a little bit of a an aside... Now, in terms of the effects of these drugs, so short term, it's sort of similar-ish to cannabis, but the the time course can be quite different and really, really hard to predict. Yeah. Because although these brands 
might be marketed as if they're a different a different synthetic cannabinoid from one to the other. The chances are that there'll be more than one synthetic cannabinoid in any packet anyway, and so you won't be able yeah. to necessarily know which one you're taking. And some can have really, really short effects. Some can have really, really long-lasting effects. There have been case reports of residual effects for lasting sort of a day or so after you use yeah. it, which is yeah. obviously much longer effect than for, for herbal cannabis. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. And again, it's not... It's not a, a regulated thing in any way. So if they are just just kind of developing it and making it up as they they go along, it's completely likely that you'll have something completely different the next time you buy that that thing that you're seeing as the same. Yeah, yeah. So some of the some of the sort of intoxication effects are quite similar to cannabis. It's kind of elevated mood, yeah. relaxation, maybe even sort of mild perceptual alterations as well. Potentially, again, the psychotic-like symptoms, so confusion, paranoia, anxiety. Um, but there seems to be a slightly different profile of sort of adverse effects in comparison to herbal cannabis. Yeah. So when people, and people have been turning up to, to A&E having used synthetic cannabinoids and they tend to be reporting sort of mild psychiatric disturbance and, and anxiety and that yeah. kind of thing. Um and usually these kind of things resolve within a few hours. But unlike for herbal cannabis, there have also been people reporting things like kidney damage, even people having strokes and, wow. and liver damage um, and quite severe psychiatric disorder. Again, this is, isn't necessarily completely different to, to herbal cannabis because you do get that rarely with herbal cannabis yeah. too. But because these things are so new, that's, there's really there haven't been any kind of longitudinal cohort studies where you get a large group of people and follow them up over time and see the differences that happen with people who choose to use and people who choose to don't. So we're relying on kind of individuals who yeah. present, and it's very difficult to to tell a lot from just one person. It feels like such a tough one to get any accurate studies on as well because of the vagueness of the of of the title and of of, of what they are it's mm. not a simple thing as this is cocaine or this is it's like this these legal highs as you said we're breaking it into two but there's a variation of of yeah. what you're actually getting here which isn't clear to the people who taking it i guess yeah yeah absolutely um and then with these these synthetic cannabinoids also and some people seem to lead to vomiting and nausea, which is sort of the opposite of what you get from from herbal cannabis unless you yeah. take a, a extremely large amount of it. Um, you get a rapid heart rate. Um, and again, there are these sort of individual reports of, of violence, of suicidal thoughts, and some people even reporting seizures. Mm. And anecdotally, hospitals are reporting that there's been, over the past sort of few years, a real increase in people... Yeah. Turning up at A and E, having taken synthetic cannabinoids, yeah. and in fact, there was a, in the news last week about um, a street on Brooklyn, where in Brooklyn rather in New York, where uh, around thirty people were were found in various states of sort of collapse, oh, wow. and it's one of those times when there haven't been any toxicology reports yet, and obviously, there's always a set, there's always a drug that is the current sort of bogeyman and at the moment yeah. it's probably synthetic cannabinoids but so they some of them reported having used synthetic cannabinoids yeah. so yeah. we'll have to wait and see what happens there but 
this is the big problem is that it's very difficult to uh, to know what you've taken. And also the way that they spray the uh, chemical onto the plant means that it can all sort of lump in one corner of the bag, for example, say, could, and that kind of thing. It could so. hugely vary in strength and dose, I guess, as, yeah, absolutely. as, as, as well in, in, in that nature, because... Yeah, it's it's such an unregulated thing. It's just right. We'll sling yeah. a load of it in here. I mean, and it's not in the way that cannabis sort of grows. So it's not like the chemical is added to something else, no. or yeah. with something like a pill where you're you're taking just a small amount of it, or yeah. where it's sort of been sprayed onto something. It can really really vary. It seems. And you've got your cereal and you've put your milk in and you sprinkle your sugar over it. Every now and then you'll get one spoonful that's got no <laughs> sugar on at all, and one spoonful that's got all the sugar you could imagine so it's you know it it feels like it's similar in that way that it could just all bunch up in one area which on sugar on your cereal it's a nice little treat if you get all the sugar in one (laughs) on something like this it can be a very different and might explain why you why we seem to be seeing more um Oh, that was my stomach. That was incredibly (laughs) loud. Great. Might have to edit that bit out. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So perhaps this is why um we might be seeing more people taking trips to A&E than you might yeah. necessarily see with herbal cannabis because it's much easier to, to sort of overdo it and end yeah. up in a dangerous situation. Yeah. And if you're if you're used to it and suddenly it's vastly different from what you're, you're used to, and again, the nature of the effects anyway, if it's vastly different from what you're used to, you're more likely to panic a lot more and, you know, supplement those. If your heart rate is up anyway, it's going to be up even more if you're panicking over it and, and yeah, yeah, end up in that. So yeah, if we think about the the sort of longer term effects, and here it's we're going to have to really go into unknown territory because it's only really these seem to have only really been in use since sort of the late early two thousands, like two thousand and eight or so. So we're really relying on yeah these individual case studies, which don't tell us a great deal. So there have been some suggesting that it can trigger psychosis, but yeah, nothing sort of longitudinal where we can actually really get a cause cause and effect yeah um kidney injuries have been reported in these kind of things but sort of understanding why is a little bit more difficult yeah and um serotonin syndrome which is sort of fever rapid pulse confusion convulsions and potentially even sort of organ failure and and death Right. But this is this is a quite a poorly understood syndrome yeah. as well. So how synthetic cannabinoids might be causing this is is as yet unknown. Um, and again, you still get the same kind of risks that you get from just inhaling smoke. Yeah. So those kind of things are almost certainly going to be associated with use yeah. if you're using it in that way as well. It feels like a, a, a scary one as much for what isn't known as what mm. is known. Like there's a lot of stuff that's saying. Yeah. There's instances of this, instances of this, but it's such an in-specific drug, an in-specific... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the only myth I've got written down for, for synthetic cannabinoids yes. is what, what we've already touched on, that it, that it's safer with safer than cannabis because right. it's legal. Yeah. But, yeah, there's really no evidence that it's safer than cannabis and certainly the sort of case reports suggest that it's actually potentially much more harmful yeah. because it's it's even more poorly understood than cannabis yeah. but yeah. again we're when we sort of now we can get onto what we don't know about this substance and the answer is is loads so there are loads and loads of different chemicals that are synthetic cannabinoids or synthetic cannabinoid uh, receptor agonists and they're all a little bit like thc which is in herbal cannabis but not quite so 
THC is a partial agonist of this these cannabinoid receptors in the brain, the CB1 receptors. Yeah. So it, it has an effect on them. It sort of increases their response slightly, but it's only a partial effect. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of these synthetic cannabinoids that we know about so far seem to be full agonists. So it's like turning on a tap a little bit versus turning on a tap full. Right. So if they're increasing or sort of, yeah, increasing the, the firing of these receptors a little bit versus a lot, you can see why that might then lead to more more extreme reactions to these, yeah, to these drugs. Completely. And again, it's, yeah, it's going straight in with a massive dose of something that is enjoyable or potentially yeah. enjoyable in a small dose. Yeah. But the same with everything. It's not enjoyable in this, 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 this huge amount. Yeah. And then, as we've already said, the dose is incredibly hard to predict because of the way the chemical is sprayed of on. Um, and, yeah, there's also kind of thought that um, perhaps synthetic cannabinoids are a product of prohibition. So you certainly see them in far lower levels in countries like the Netherlands where it's easier to get hold of, of cannabis. Yeah. But, again, this is sort of a bit difficult to sort of say, well, this is the, the sort of causal reason why. Like like we were talked about in the cannabis episode that you see lower levels of, of heroin use in in the Netherlands as well. Mm-hmm. But is this because of the, the legal status of cannabis or not? It's very difficult to sort of yeah. be able to surely say that is the case. But it's interesting that these drugs aren't really used there. And I think not necessarily that surprising if it's easier to manage your use with a substance that you sort of have a bit more of an idea about what the effect is going to be, it's not surprising necessarily Completely. I mean, that people would pick again, those substances. It, it seems quite logical that if the basis of, of, of this drug is, is, is to replicate a THC, if you can just get what you're replicating, then that's going to be the natural way to go, right, rather mm-hmm. than the, the more risky, yeah, yeah, or potentially more risky um, version. Yeah, but then at the moment, certainly in this country, these drugs are highly profitable to the people yeah. who are who are making them. So it seems unlikely that they're they're probably going to go away anytime no. soon. Yeah, yeah, certainly here. Yeah, cool. That's excellent. What we've got on that one. That's a good one. And there we are. Thanks to Professor Harry Sumnall for his advice on this episode. And once again, thank you for listening. And if you'd like to carry on the discussion, check out the Facebook group for the podcast or find me on Twitter at Sousaphone. And the second part of this topic will be up in two weeks' time, where Pip and I will be discussing another type of new psychoactive substance, synthetic cathinones, the most well-known of which is probably mephedrone, at least in the UK. So tune in then. You've been listening to Say Why to Drugs with me, Dr. Susie Gage. The music and editing were by Jim Murray. The artwork is by at my name is Ad. Say Why to Drugs would not have been possible without the generous support of I'm a Scientist Get Me Out of Here, the Medical Research Council, and Scroobius Pips Distraction Pieces Network. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.